Hello, everyone. This is Brian Kirkner again with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not stick, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I am joined by a friend of mine today for the first time, Alex Bosick. Good job. Is that right? Yes. Say hi to everyone, Alex. Thanks for having me. So um, we're going to continue the podcast series that Carlos and I have been doing about uh, about dog breeds, and we're going to talk about Alex's favorite breed, pit bulls. And you have how many? Uh, three. I uh, three right now. Okay, and you're yeah. fostering one. One more. Yes. Okay. Um, so, what's what do you like best about the pit bulls? I think what I really love about them is what we were talking about earlier about being able to actually pet a dog, you know, scratch a dog, yeah, love yeah. a dog, be able to handle them. Yes, kiss yeah. them, love them. Um, I also really enjoy if I want to go on a walk, ten mile hike, they're right there with oh, me. Right. If I want to binge watch Stranger Things for three days, they're right there with me. Okay. Um, so in my experience, very adaptable dogs in that respect. Okay, so they can I be think. on or off. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, now, what about the the stigma of them being hyper, being aggressive? What what's been your experience with with your own dogs? Well, younger, you're gonna get you know they're puppies and they're gonna play and do all that stuff, and they still are. Like Bug, for example, right now is the one I'm fostering. Okay. Um, she's probably seven months old, and um, and she's definitely more energetic than like my Puna, who is you know probably 10, 12 years old or whatever. Obviously, that's just a given. Okay. Um, that's the one you call elephant? Yes, my baby elephant. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, so, so, but now, I think um, as far as energy goes, I have met some very, very energe- energetic ones. But they also are not, they haven't been trained at all. At right. all. They, so they're not taking correction and not doing anything. Okay. So. Well, let me stop you right there. Would you say they're harder to train than it, other breeds? Yeah. Okay. I would definitely. Um, I think they, uh, yes, I do. They've okay. got big, thick skulls and, you know, takes a minute to get in there. And I think it's more than a physical thing. Okay. You know, you can't just poke them in the side or jank on the, the leash or whatever versus stare at them, not in the eyes, don't do that. But, um, you know, really kind of, I think you've said this before, if you can go for 20 seconds, I can go for 22 seconds. And you've got to play this mental game with them well, sometimes. And, and that. that makes perfect sense because they're, they're, because they're terriers, they were designed, if you will, to be tenacious. And yes. so if you can show them that you're more tenacious, more stubborn than them. So that's what you're talking about. I am right? more stubborn than them, yes. yes. You seem to be more <laughs> stubborn than just about anyone I've met. Um, but but that, that can work to your advantage when you've got it when you've got a stubborn dog but it can also be a disadvantage like when when training yes okay yes so so what's what's special about the the pit bulls that you've that because you've adopted all of yours right yes okay so what's special about the why did you choose them versus others it was not intentional my first one that i got i actually worked at a, a music store and a guy walked in and he was getting ready to go to jail and he had an eight-week-old puppy, and he was there to give it to a coworker of mine okay. who didn't happen to be working. 
and she also didn't have a real home or anything. I lived on a 400-acre farm. I already had another dog. It was like a Sheltie mix. Yeah. And I was like, you need to give me this dog. I am, I've lived around dogs. I you know, was born with a dog next to me, you know, basically. So you, it would be smart for you to give me this dog. Okay. So I took it. And um, I think you've seen that picture. It's Boston, that little um, brindle thing. The first night I brought him home, I had a cat farm cat and he just walks right up to that cat and is like i am here now and and the whole you know the stance the whole thing and the cat slapped him in the head and that was it you know and then he never whatever but he was my first one and just growing up or watching him grow up and and just i don't know i just fell in love with him and i fell in love with breed the breed and meeting them you know through work so, or wherever. So he was your first pit bull? Yes. Did you have dogs before that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had, I grew up with uh, a lot of just mutts, shepherd mixes. Okay. We had borzois, things like oh, that. Wow. Um, only two. But they, uh, so yeah, so I never had any, any pit, pit bull type dog at all until so, him. So uh, that, and that was your first one. What was his name? Boston. Little oh. Boston baked bean. Boston. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the beans. Got it. That's a whole nother, <laughs> nother story there. Um, so, so what, what interested you most about Boston? I mean, what got you hooked on pit bulls given that you've had so many other dogs in different breeds before? He was just, uh, I don't know. He was just fun. Like, and again, oh, you know, okay, I mean, cool. he was just a fun dog and, and like we were saying before, you could take a 10 mile walk and yeah. whatever, you know, um, but it was fun and we lived on a 400 acre farm. So we would often go out into the woods yeah. or, you know, go wherever you go on a 400 acre farm and, and we would just have a good time and, right. you know, play in the water and do this. And he would do everything with us. Um, and it was just a fun dog. Okay. I thought, um, he, but I, you know, there were times and I remember sitting on, I've told this story before, but when he was a, maybe 12 weeks or something, he used to throw temper tantrums, these okay. little, like, just, I'm a puppy, and, you know, F you. Yeah. And uh, he would throw these temper tantrums, and I remember I would pick him up when he would start throwing these temper tantrums and just hold him okay. until he'd stop these oh, temper right. tantrums. You're not going to get down. And his little head yeah, yeah, yeah. would be trying to get my hands, but he can't because he's this roly-poly little thing. <laughs> and I remember looking at the at my ex at the time and just looking at him and being like, Whoa do yeah, like yeah. what we this is a pit bull <laughs> and he's having this temper tantrum in my hands and um but again you know i wouldn't i never gave in to him you know you're gonna sit here we're gonna work this out together and yeah, you're yeah. not getting what you want until you're done and then he would finish and it'd be fine but yeah okay. I, I, there were there were a few moments of of in my brain you know hearing pitbull yeah, yeah. um and and having one now and watching this little monster be a the, now he was just a puppy yeah, yeah every puppy's gonna do whatever a puppy's gonna do but yeah. um yeah there was there was a few moments of uh-oh but then but we then, worked our way through that, so and then, then you're really sold on the breed. Yeah. And so has that at Pitbulls all you've had since? Um, no. I have the three I have well, I have their mixes. You know, Poon I think is as purebred as I probably yeah. could. And then Butter, I, he, he was sort of uh, purebred. Um, but mixes, and then I've got Chili that's an American bully. So she's, you know, got Bulldog and Pitbull and all of that in her. And then um, and then there's Sprout. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Sprout, seen but pictures, yeah. she looks like a tiny little border collie. I don't know what she is, but she's not anything like she's she's very much a working agility kind of that. Uh, okay. She's the thinker. So yeah, yeah. she runs circles around me and the square heads. You know, she 
She's our redheaded stepchild, to be quite honest. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, what's what do you say to people who, you know, I, and I've looked up the statistics too. What do you say to people who say, you know, two thirds of dog bites out there are from pit bulls, and then the numbers drop to, you know, single digit or almost single digits after that? I think it's. Uh, pit bulls and then Rottweilers and then pit bull mixes and German Shepherds are on that list, which is my breed, and then bull mastiffs and wolf hybrids and huskies and Akita. What, what do you say to people who, who come to you with that statistic? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is check your sources because you could, you know, you could look up something and then I could look up something and it's like, you know, two different news stations right. depending, you know, you can spin it any which way you want. So that's, you know, check your sources. Um, I read an article a couple weeks ago, actually, that was talking about some about that, about how everybody says, you know, pit bulls are number one bite or, you know, killing or whatever it is. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll stick with bites, but they, the, the, the comparison was made or the, the reason that this article said, and see, this is me, you know, sort of combating that statistic, yeah. for example, but like they were saying that there, there's, okay, I don't know. I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was like, you know, okay, out of uh, 200 dogs, 150 bites were pit bulls. But that's because there's so many pit bulls, you know, that they're just so overbred and they're everywhere. Sure. And um, versus, uh, I don't know what else is on that list, but, you know, the, the Rottweilers or, or something a little more, yeah, a little more. Um, but, and again, I don't know. This was just what that article was saying. Yeah, but it yeah. made sense because you, you, know, you go into the shelter and there is, you know, there's every fourth kennel is, is, a, is a pit bull. At least, It's a yeah. pit bull. It's a square head. It's a pit bull. It's a blah, 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 blah. Um, And, you know, out of those four that are all sitting next to each other, three of them have bitten somebody. <laughs> but then there's one German Shepherd down there or one, you know, well, rarely a Rottweiler in there or something. Yeah. So that's just what it was, um, the article that I read as far as that goes. The other thing that I would say, um, I blame everything usually on people. That's <laughs> humans. Well, I, mean, no, I don't I like think, humans. I think, that's, I think that's actually pretty fair because right. we, we, we tend to do good things, but we also tend to screw a lot of things up, yeah. whether it's, you know, building things or, or uh, um, you know, tearing things down or, or creating a certain breed or, or ruining a certain breed. So I think that's... Um, German Shepherd being a perfect example of yeah, that. Yeah, and, you know, I, I talked about that in the German Shepherd podcast a little bit, is, is so many people have ruined the German Shepherds, at least around here in, in, um, in Northern Virginia, because I've fostered three dozen of them or so, and most of the time they're anxious, mm -hmm. and it shouldn't, shouldn't be an anxious breed, but they, they are because people get a German Shepherd and it looks good, or they just want to have a litter of shepherds and so they breed it to whatever is out there that they also think looks good or a, a friend of theirs or whatever and they're not and they're not doing it they're not doing it well they're not doing it intelligently and that's and that's why I, I still support breeders you know not the commercial breeders but the hobby breeders who are out there doing what's best for the dog to get a good looking dog that has a sound temperament that is well socialized you know and not not having their um, their females you know put out 10 20 you know, litters a year, just right. just one or two, one or two litters from a from a small pool, um, and I think I think it's much worse with pit bulls, is because a lot of people and that that book Breed Freak that I've mentioned before, um, a lot of people think of a pit bull as a as a status symbol. Is, is I'm a big tough guy, or I have lots of money, or I'm insecure, and so I want this fierce looking dog, so no one bothers me, or yep. so people that think I'm a 
I'm a you know a tough guy or, or whatever it is and I think too many people will go and get a tough looking dog or a dog that has a lot of muscles or a dog that you know is really powerful or jumps high and take that as their way of showing people not to mess with me right. for whatever reason. I agree. Um, and I think, and at least in my experience, I've, I've worked with as many pit bulls as you have, obviously, but in my experience, the, a lot of the people who get the pit bulls are not smart enough to be able to know what they're getting in the first place. You're getting a, a powerful dog. You're getting a dog because the terrier, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's been bred to be tenacious, so powerful and tenacious, and hard to train, and maybe isn't too bothered by verbal corrections or certainly physical corrections right. because they've they've been inured to um, to physical corrections. That's a, that's not a winning combination for a lot of people, um, mm -hmm. and so for me, I think I think a big part of the uh, of the issue is the people that get the pit bulls just don't know what they're doing. They shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't be getting that 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 breed. Um, and you know, I think I hope that's more of a matter of education, and maybe you know we can make a difference, or what you're doing can make a difference. I you know I'm not I'm not sure, but I but I agree with you. I think I think it's mostly the people's fault here, yeah. um, and why that happens. Um, so is there any are there any particular experiences, that are positive or negative, that that you could share with our listeners about, you know, what you what drives you crazy about the breed, or what you love best, or, you know, the coolest thing that that you ever experienced with uh, with a pit bull, something like that. Oh, every day, <laughs> every morning is cool at my house. But I mean, um, one thing that always sticks in my mind about them is is I always look at the Michael Vick dogs. Yeah. You know, and a lot of when when that all happened, and a lot of those dogs went on to be you know therapy dogs right. and and fr you know champion frisbee dogs and all these you know great great dogs and um, and for our listeners who don't know, Michael Vick was a uh, yes. Virginia Tech football player. I don't know when this all happened, but he had uh, what obviously was a dog fighting. Uh, set up on one of his properties down south, I think, and, right. and authorities got uh, got wind of this and, and busted him. And how many dogs did they there, pull off his property? I Several dozen. Right? There were a lot of dogs. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like he's got five dogs chained up back there. It was a whole lot of dogs. Yeah, and and was there actual fighting going on? Do we? I don't know learn? if it was on the property. What? But I, I actually, that's not true. I think that they did find um, the boards. And the, stuff. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Um, and they also. <clears throat> um, I don't know if through his own admission or whatever, you know, he would electrocute dogs.